One of the things that grew out of Los Angeles' interest in the traditional American Indian was a traditional um, Indian Land and Life Committee, which is opening on Wednesday, November 29th, rightly so, since it's my birthday, a Christmas market at 370 and a half North La Cienega in the Petrie and Petrie Gallery, situated in the Cornet Theater building. That's Petrie and Petrie. Oh, Petrie and Petrie. Yeah, all right, fine. With this market, uh, we'll be open every day until December 23rd, just before Christmas, from 1 to 10 p.m. And the reason of the market is to raise $15,000 to help in certain traditional Indian causes, including the legal costs for the Shoshone Indian Richard Williams, who's spending three years in Leavenworth for refusing to get on a plane to go to Vietnam. And it's a, to help to create the Western Prayer Circle, where a group of Indian medicine men will travel from tribe to tribe holding meetings to strengthen and revive traditional Indian religious beliefs and practices. And it's almost impossible to tell you how important that is. I mean, before the white man came to this country, the communications between the religious leaders and the medicine men of each tribe was fantastic. The people on the West Coast did know what was going on with the people on the East Coast. And they didn't have to read Billboard to know it and the people in the north and the south, there was this constant communication, both psychic and geographical, so that this market will help raise the money to make this possible. And as a special added attraction, on the 2nd and 3rd of December, which is next Saturday and Sunday, three of the Hopi leaders, uh, Thomas Banyakia, the spokesman, David Menangia, uh, how would you describe David? Uh, um, very heavy. Very heavy, David. And, and yeah, and Jack Pasangvama, two hundred heavy. Yeah, two hundred and fifty pounds of red soul, and the, the snake priest of the Ho of one of the Hopi villages will be down here in Los Angeles, at uh, at the La Cienega Market, and they will be demonstrating to people various Indian crafts, including Indian weaving. I'd highly recommend that you get down there. Let me give you that address and time once more. That's starting. November 29th until December 23rd, every day, 1 to 10 p.m., at the Petrie and Petrie Gallery, Petrie and Petrie Gallery, and that's on La Cienega, right, 370 and a half north. Okay, Craig, one of the things that comes to mind in the poem, the talk about the special river and the people gathering together is an idea that you've gotten into a lot when we've been talking, which is the necessity for the setting up of hippie communities in the hinterlands but when the time comes, we shall be safe and there shall be those to take us in, huh? Yes, uh, this has been one of the drawbacks in times past. There's lack of communication between villages. And just as when you build a campfire, you have to have at least two logs that can feed the, the heat back and forth in order to make a good fire. So also you have to have communities close enough together so they can feed each other with their inspiration and also uh, uh, their produce, you know? So I've been looking for a long time for an area where there could be a series of communities, at least three or four, perhaps more. And uh, I think that may be what that poem is talking about. In fact, I'm sure that, that this river that's not but stream uh, may be one of the main uh, communication sources which would link these various villages. It's still kind of in the uh, exploratory stage. I'm glad to hear from Brooks that Joe Dana phoned tonight to ask about reprinting that poem because I know Joe Dana is quite an explorer. I've been with him on at least one good expedition. And I was thinking on the way up to the Magic Mushroom tonight about contacting him about it. 
and he's already contacted us. Yeah, he was listening, and uh, it's going to be reprinted then, with with the gypsy's permission. Yes, we have to check out with the gypsy. It will be reprinted in the Los Angeles Oracle, which uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to puzzle over when they read it on the John, where, you know, you're always sitting there and going, oh, and then you then well, I think I'll just read the ads, or maybe I'll read this poem again. And then they never got off. The fact is, is that <laughs> it is going to happen. <clears throat> it's going to happen very quickly. And I think instead of looking forward to a developing hippie community that will mean more crash pads, you know, and the necessity for more diggers to take in more crashers, and more people named Groovy dying in the East Village slums, and all of these things that have nothing to do with the true, let's talk about the true essence of hippiness, because, well, we all sit around and say we're not, or the name doesn't mean anything, or don't call me that because I don't know what it means. We do essentially know what it means. It has something to do with freedom, it has something to do with getting back to the land, it has something to do with being natural and, you know, creating a psychedelic Valhalla in the midst of <laughs> in the midst of Hashbury or Fairfax or wherever it may be is, is a city answer to a, a, to a country problem in a way. And I don't think that's where it's going to go. I think it's going to move out. And people are really going to move away from home. And they're going to find themselves in strange places where you do have to get up in the morning at 5 o'clock to make sure the embers haven't gone out so that you can start the next fire for the day. Where it's not going to be warm all day long with persimmons hanging out of the groceries. It's going to be hard and beautiful. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Hmm? Yeah, you don't just get up to keep the embers going. You get up because you, it's such a beautiful day that you yeah, can't stay in bed. Right, because you do your eight <laughs> yoga positions to the sun when the sun comes up. Right, and it's going to be very, very nice. We're all going to learn how to paddle canoes, maybe, or maybe something like it, or maybe nothing like it at all. It doesn't really matter at all. So we'll be right here in old Los Angeles doing this radio program. <laughs> right. Every Sunday we'll be doing the show for the Holy Rollers, and you'll be out there on the Never Never Land. That's all right. It's our duty and our gig and then our contract. So keep looking for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Craig, for turning the people onto this on this Thanksgiving Day, and maybe a few bones of a few Indians will no longer rattle. He's possible, eh? What did Chief Seattle say? Something about... The dead have a power of their own. He is cautioning the treaty signers in the Puget Sound area to uh, remember their promises and live up to their promises because the dead are not without power. That's all. That's all. And that's surely enough. Uh, I'd, before you go, I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to turn a few people on to something that's happening right now. But before that, uh, let's get a little sound of the 13th floor elevator. The who? The 13th floor elevator. Oh. Which is a group that's stranded down in uh, temporarily Texas, but hopefully we can get them back to L.A. to help the whole thing fall into the ocean. And they sing. <laughs> that that's why the amplification is getting so to the point, you know. Everybody's sitting there looking at the and all of a sudden 100 watts of landslide. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> Let's hopefully get them to Los Angeles. And they sing a song now called Dust, which am very, very heavy.
on KRLA in Pasadena. We have... From your skin Must Trust When it scatters Only love matters It's been overjoyed 